What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us for another Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. Thanks all, all for you to join us. And joining me now are the folks at Glasshouse Brands. By the way, the website is GlasshouseBrands.com. They are on the LTC markets if you're a stock trader, much like myself. Uh, their stock ticker is GLASF. And joining me right now is a co-founder, president, and chief cannabis officer at Glasshouse Brands, Graham Farrar. Graham, thanks for joining us. Hey, how's it going? Thanks a lot for having me, Brasco. I appreciate it. Doing good. Well, for those listeners here on the network, you know that we've spoken with Glasshouse Brands. We actually spoke, uh, spoke with the uh, CEO, Kyle Kazan, back on Blunt Business back in August 2019. And at that time, uh, the company had gone through a name change to Glasshouse Group. And the idea was is that at that point, your company was looking to streamline customer relations, client services, employee trainings community relations, best practices, driving clarity and cohesion across product lines and identify and maximize synergies across companies. So how's the progress? 18 months. <laughs> we're now 18 months roughly later. Yeah, it's crazy. 2019 feels like a couple of lifetimes ago in cannabis. I, yes. I think since then, uh, so we were, as you mentioned, just combining. Uh, we had uh, two farms. So our brand, just so people know, are uh, Glasshouse Farms, which is one of the top flower brands in California, which is obviously one of the world's biggest market. Uh, we have four uh, dispensaries uh, under the pharmacy brand and the pottery brand, Santa Barbara, Berkeley, Santa Ana, LA. Uh, we've got three more dispensaries uh, under construction right now, which will all be pharmacy uh, stores. Uh, Isla Vista, which is the uh, college town of uh, University of California, Santa Barbara, San Inez, which is the wine country in Santa Barbara, and then up in Eureka as well. Uh, so lots, lots of progress there. Forbidden Flowers is a brand that we did with Bella Thorne. Field Extracts is our kind of connoisseur extract brand, all live resin and live rosin. Um, Mama Sue is another health and wellness brand uh, that we have. And so I think when you guys were talking before, we were actually just becoming Glasshouse Group, where we put all of those entities together, our two farms, the brands, the stores, and then since then, we we're actually now Glasshouse Brands uh, because about nine months ago, uh, we went public uh, via a SPAC um, up on the Neo Exchange, which is the only place a, a 
cannabis company in the U.S. can go public via SPAC. Uh, it's kind of a crazy world that we live in where uh, can Canadian cannabis companies are welcome to go public in the U.S., but U.S. cannabis companies have to go public in Canada. So we went public up there. We're now Glasshouse Brands. Um, since then, we had a, a good IPO. It was a challenging time to do it, but we got it done. I think the third largest equity raise in uh, U.S. cannabis for 2021. We um, bought a... Uh, large farm uh, down in Camarillo, Ventura County, um, which is, you know, I think will, will one day be one of the largest cannabis greenhouses, uh, at least in the United States, quite possibly can in the I, world. Can I just go through some of the stats here sure. of, of yeah. the size and scale, scale of what you just got here? So that's one of the things that was brought up to me was uh, the fact that it's a 5.5 million square foot greenhouse, Southern California. The first phase of the project, you have about 1.7 million square feet for high quality cannabis cultivation, you're converting two greenhouses. One mm -hmm. is a nursery for clones to support the entire facility. The other for flowering, expected to have a capacity of approximately 180,000 dry pounds of cannabis per year. And the transfer of approximately 30,000 clones from your nearby cultivation facility in Santa Barbara. It's a, a large undertaking. Yes. Yeah, it is big. And, it, you know, it's there's I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. Right. One is it's the second largest greenhouse in the United States for not just for cannabis, for anything. Right. Um, it is in the I think an ideal climate for growing cannabis and down here in Southern California, 330 days a year sun. Basically, it's 72 and sunny all day long. Right. And then it is an amazingly high tech facility, which I think is great for quality. It's great for cost uh, and affordability to the consumer, but it's also great for a planet and that it is very efficient. You know, a lot, we think a lot about sustainability. Uh, I call it the triple bottom line, which is it's good for our planet. It's good for our customers and employees, and it's good for our business. And this facility does a great job at checking all of those boxes. The other way to look at it though, is, you know, only in cannabis, do we still, do we talk about things and in square feet, right? All other agriculture talks in acres, right? So it's five and a half million square feet. Another way to say that is 125 acres. So you put that in context with, you know, some of the outdoor grows there. It's like, it's not quite as, as, you know, over the top as it sounds. And then the other section is the other piece is that we're only doing, we're converting a first phase of it. So the, the facility is six greenhouses. We're converting a, a greenhouse and a half, two greenhouses, Big part of which is the nursery, which I think will be one of the best nurseries in the state. The other part is a, a greenhouse. Um, it's about 600,000 square feet of canopy, which will be our first flowering greenhouse. And it is a truly phenomenal unicorn facility. Again, amazing climate outside. And then it's this positive pressure, Kubo, ultra climate greenhouse, CO2 supplementation, blackout for photo period control, positive pressure so we can inject the climate that we want in there. And I, I think it's you know, our goal, right, you go back to kind of the first principle, our goal is to grow the highest quality cannabis, eventually be able to do it on a national scale and do it efficiently enough that everyone can afford it. That's really what we're trying to do is Glasshouse, be a platform so that we can make cannabis brands and products that consumers love. California first, rest of the country, and then the world after that. And the, at the end of the day, this facility would be the largest cannabis greenhouse in the world fully operational yeah yeah fully operational i think it'd be the largest in the world in ever in human history right which at some level we know somebody's going to do cannabis makes the world a better place and so yeah. we want more cannabis for more people and step by step and brick by brick we're getting to the point where as opposed to being under you know and hiding in the shadows and under the table cannabis is a 
coming out uh, more and more into the light and more and more people are finding uh, the benefits, whether that's fun on a Friday night or a tincture on Tuesday to help you sleep or cancer or PTSD or epilepsy. I mean, there's just so many, I would say, if you, if you, if you think you don't like cannabis, you just don't know how you like it yet. Right. And that could now, be talk a- to me about the investment in California itself, because I mean, we talked about on blunt business on grassroots marketing, the issues with the tax revenue and the amount of pressure that, you know, the, the state government and the state legislature puts on to get so much support from the cannabis industry itself. And really, I mean, this is a very ambitious effort. And also they're the really just showing your commitment to being in California and to be a thriving business in California. You know, what is it about this that overweighs the obstacles that would be in front of you? Yeah. So, I, you know, I, the way I look at, at, at California, a couple of things. So, I think California is the most exciting market for cannabis anywhere on the planet, right? It doesn't mean that other markets aren't important. It doesn't mean that it's all 100% California, but, you know, uh, champagne comes from France, tequila comes from Mexico, cannabis comes from California. We've got the best climate to grow it in, and consumers show us every day with what they do on the illicit market that they've got a preference for cannabis that comes from California. It's also the fifth largest economy in the world by itself. It's about a quarter of the U.S.'s cannabis economy. Um, so if there's one market that's exciting is the cultural capital, the production capital, the, you know, the, the genetics uh, capital, the, et cetera, it's California. So California is not a hard, is not an easy market. It's a very hard market. And that's because it is the closest thing we have to a free market, which means there's lots of competition, which means supply demand balances matter, which means quality and cost of production matter. You've got discerning, educated customers who can tell quality from not. And so you got to make them happy. Um, you mentioned the, the regulatory and the tax environment. Yes. Absolutely uh, true that it needs to be fixed. The good news is because it's an externally introduced impact, it can be fixed. And uh, the further good news is we've got Governor Newsom who's asking for tax reform for cannabis. He's asking for the two things we need, which is lower taxes and more retail. And uh, right now you've got four bills in the California legislature. Every one of them proposes removing the cultivation tax. The cultivation tax is the single biggest and worst tax uh, that we have in cannabis. And they're trying, they're making efforts to get rid of it all the way from no cultivation tax and lowering the excise tax from 15 to 5% to just removing the cultivation tax and making it up in other places. But every bill proposes getting rid of it. Uh, they're also working um, on making an ordinance that local municipalities could adopt to make it easier for them to opt in. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of conversation about oversupply. And I always kind of push back on that and say, there is no such thing as oversupply. What there are, what there is, is supply and demand imbalances, right? It's an equation. There's two ways to fix it, less supply or more demand. Right now in California, we probably have a quarter to a fifth of the dispensaries that we should have, right? And there's a lot of ways that you can look at that, right? Like you go back to Prop 215 when, when I started, there was 2,500 dispensaries in LA alone and they were all doing fine. Now there's a thousand dispensaries in all of California. Colorado has the same number of dispensaries as California does, but it has a 10th of the people. Oklahoma has twice as many dispensaries as California, but it's got a 10th of people. If you look at liquor stores, we've got 12,000 liquor stores in California. We've got a thousand dispensaries. It's not the right number. We should have 5X that. And 5X that would do a lot to solve the supply and demand imbalance that we have. I want to follow up on supply and demand with you, Graham. 
because we've also talked about, and I remember saying on Blunt Business, what, a month and a half ago? I said, okay, when I talked to somebody from California and I said, you know, they're making a billion dollars in tax revenue. And I don't know if the government is squandering it or not. But I was thinking, okay, well, then there's got to be other things that can be done with California and the adjacency of the other states that are also medical and adult use legal. And I talk about, well, why don't we have interstate com- uh, interstate commerce? Why can't we do state-to-state transportation? And a bill has come out in the Senate that said that they would allow interstate cannabis sales and the government would enter into agreements with other states, approving reforms and allowing cross-border commerce. Would that is that something that you've looked at that you think as you're building out your setup and the fact that this is an this is an absolute answer to oversupply, is this something you're looking forward to? This is something you, that you'd like to see come to fruition. Yeah, so I mean, I think we're pretty happy in either environment, right? The, the opportunity, if things stay status quo, is the ability to continue building. And, and again, California, which we think is one of the most exciting market, but also one of the most challenging. You know, it's interesting when you look at it, uh, there's not a single MSO that's truly operating in California. And there's a reason for that is because it's really hard, right? So mm-hmm. on the one hand, we have the moat. On the other hand, the rest of the country has shown that they want cannabis from California, right? I mean, people smuggle California cannabis into other states that have legal cannabis, right? So like right. there's California product being smuggled to Florida and Colorado and, you know, many other states, right? Massachusetts, Maine. Um, and I don't think much of it's happening in the other direction. You don't see Florida product in California, right? You no, probably don't even see no, Florida sure. product in Colorado. So the market's told us what they want, which is California cannabis. And also from an environmental and sustainability point of view, there is a reason that half the agriculture in the United States happens in California. It's not because the labor's cheap. It's not because the land's cheap. It's not because the taxes are low. It's because it is such a good place to grow things that that overcomes all of those other challenges, right? There's a reason that 95% of the wine comes from California. It's the right place to grow it. What we do today because of prohibition is we go to places like Massachusetts where it's cold and snowy. We throw away the sun, we go in a warehouse, we, we recreate the sun, then take twice as much energy to evacuate out the heat. The net result of that is 10% of Massachusetts electricity, which is made by coal predominantly, is being used to grow cannabis indoors. We're sitting here in California and the sun is shining and we can grow at a 27th the carbon emissions per gram as somebody in a warehouse can. We should be growing cannabis for the planet in California and shipping it to all the other states, right? And so I'm excited for it to happen because that is a huge benefit to the industry. It's a benefit to the customer. It's a benefit to everybody who's a citizen of this planet. It just makes sense. So I think once we remember that you people didn't go into a, a warehouse because the sun breaks the cannabis plant, they went to a warehouse so they didn't go to prison. And now that we make progress and going to prison's not, you know, hiding's not at the top of the list or on the list at all anymore. We should go back to remembering there's a realized reason we don't grow any other crops and warehouses. It's not the right place to grow. So bring it to the climate where it makes sense. Ship it to the people who want it. It's a win for everybody. So the advantage of staying in California, using the climate to your advantage and overcoming whatever might be in the way to make it happen because there's still so much promise and, and still so much potential and so much room for growth in California. And Glasshouse yep. Farms is definitely proving that. And also, 
uh, proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the products. You have Forbidden Flowers, Mamas of Wellness, among your portfolio of brands committed to realizing excellence. Outstanding cannabis products produced sustainably for the benefit of all. Talk to us real quickly as we send people to the website, glasshousefarms.org or glasshousegroup.com. Uh, talk yes. to us about some of the products you have out there. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's a little bit confusing. We're kind of, you know, like uh, almost like a Diageo, right? Where Diageo is the parent company with a bunch of brands, Johnny Walker and, you know, et cetera, under it. Glasshouse Brands for us is that kind of parent company. Then we have the, the glasshousefarms.org, which is our flower brand. Uh, we have Forbidden Flowers, which is the brand with Bella, with Bella Thorne, Field Extract. So each one of those kind of brands has their own website and, you know, uh, landing page, so to speak. So Glasshouse Farms um, flower brand is uh, is our biggest brand right now. It is the, you know, depending on the month, the number one flower brand. Certainly it's, it's been in the top five for almost the last two years, which I think is actually more impressive is the staying power, which is pretty uncommon in cannabis. Um, and that's in the flower category, which is the biggest category in California, which is the world's biggest market. So I think um, that shows that we're finding we're making products that consumers love and they buy again and again, um, even with 1,900 other choices out there like they have in California. So I think it's a real testament to our team. Um, and then with this new greenhouse, you know, our goal is really to go after kind of, I call it sun-grown indoor, right? Which is, it's grown by the sun, but it's indoors. We've got roofs and ceilings and doors in a very, you know, high, uh, highly climate-controlled environment where I think we can get the best of both worlds, which is sustainable, efficient, affordable and really high consistent quality. And all I got to do is just, you know, as we do this interview, I can just keep looking at this drone footage of you inside the grow inside and outside the grow, uh, the greenhouse, this, this monstrosity of a greenhouse that you have, which is being built as the biggest in the world. It's amazing. Graham, I'm yeah. highly impressed. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for, you know, the, the really just the fact we give it the progress report of how far glass has come from the name, you know, the name uh, Merge and to all the different things of progress. And also throughout the pandemic and through all the other things that have been going on that you guys are, are you know, strong and have so much more ahead in the future. Again, GlassHouseBrands.com, GlassHouseGroup.com. Uh, thank you, Graham, again, uh, for being on the program. Really do appreciate you taking time out. Yeah, my pleasure. We think uh, cannabis makes the world a better place and uh, we want to make more cannabis for more people. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.